0: Thanks, Ryan. I'm gonna jump straight in. Uh, we've been going through a series, wide open spaces, and um, I love the idea of wide open spaces. I love the the imagery that comes with it. Makes you think of freedom. Makes you think of um, you know that limitlessness of God. Uh, he opens up these amazing wide open spaces for us to walk into. But there's things that can hold us back from walking into those wide open spaces, right? And we need to learn how to be, be victorious over those things. So what I'm talking on is what is it? look like to live as a victor, not a victim. Um, Yeah. So in Romans 8, uh, actually the whole of Romans 8 is incredible. I encourage you to read it. I'm going to read from uh, chapter 8 and verse 37. Yet even in the midst of all these things, you should read what happened before that. We triumph over them all for God has made us to be more than conquerors. This is, a, this is a scripture that I absolutely love. Probably my favorites in the Bible. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling like you can't do it, I would encourage you, to go read this. More than conquerors. And his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. You know, this is incredible. I think a lot of us, and and this is how I used to approach it as well, a lot of us think of our lives as some sort of journey to a destination, this destination of victory. I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to walk on this sort of path. I need to change these things about myself in order to attain this victory or in order to have triumph over the certain situation. And it's completely the wrong way around. I love Jesus in his upside-down kingdom. He gives us this victory. He is our victory. We stand on that victory And Dan uh, shared a little while ago about the war, um, uh, World War II, and how uh, World War II was over, but there were still these battles. So the war was over, and it's the same for us. The war is over. We just now need to apply that victory into our lives, apply that victory and walk into the victory that God has purchased for us through Jesus. When um, we fell in the garden, what happened was we took the authority that God had given us, and we gave it away. We gave away that authority. And Jesus has come so that we can now live back in that authority. Um, Yeah. We have been given back what we lost in the garden. It's amazing. So I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what is holding you back from walking into wide open spaces. But one thing that I do know is that it's smaller than Jesus. When we face hardship, whether it's something small or something big, we have a choice to either allow ourselves to become victims or to stand on the promises God has spoken to us, the promise that we are more than conquerors. I want to look at how a victim approaches hardships and trials versus how a victor or a conqueror approaches those same trials. So, number one, a victim withdraws. A victim says, I have been wronged, therefore I want to escape this situation. We've all been here. Something happens, we don't want to be there anymore, and so we walk away from it. And the sad thing about that is this can happen sometimes in community, it can happen in families, it can happen in in certain environments where you actually should be staying and working through these things, but you walk away from them out of fear. You say, no, 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 I can't do this anymore, I can't be in this area, and so you withdraw. But a victor moves forward. A victor says, I will not allow this to hold me back, I am a child of the Most High, I have the power and presence of the Creator living inside of me, I am more than a conqueror. A victim criticizes others. It's always looking for the fault in other people. And I'm not sure why we do this sometimes. We, we, we say, oh, but this person, look at that, and look at how they did that wrong. Whereas a victor always looks for the gold in others. If we want to live victorious, we need to stop looking inside of ourselves. We need to start looking inside of everyone else and say, hey, now is the time for you, Dan, for you, Andy, for you, Ryan, for whoever. There's something inside of you that God has put inside of you. And, and be that person that calls it out of them. A victim is self-focused. We often think, how does this affect me? I'm not going to do that because it affects me negatively. Whereas a victor is outward focus and always thinks, how does this affect someone else? Not how does this affect me? How is this affecting the people around me? What am I doing that's having a positive impact on other people? <laughs> Victims look to justify their position. They'll say things like, yeah, but they don't understand. You don't know what it's like. Um, victors look to grow. And they say things like, how can I change to move forward? What can I do now to actually start moving forward into these wide open spaces? One that I quite like. Victims seem to attract drama. Um, We all know people like this. Maybe you're like this? (laughs) Ryan, that's so mean. He's not dramatic. He's probably the opposite of dramatic. Um, Yeah, they... They always have the story about how tough it is for them, you know. Um, Whereas victors attract people. They don't attract drama, they attract people. People will follow someone who have made it through the valley. Um, They gather around someone, people gather around someone who know who they are and who know where they're going. A victim looks for problems around them, while a victor looks for solutions around them. A victim puts responsibility on others says they need to fix that. They need to apologize to me. Only once they have apologized to me, only once they have made the effort to fix things with me, will I start to take steps forward. Will I start to walk into those wide open spaces? Whereas a victor takes responsibility for themselves and says, how can I see this from a different perspective? What are, how am I looking at this? How can, how can I see this from God's perspective? How can I see this from Jesus' perspective? And what can I do to make things better? Now, I know that a lot of us are going through some really difficult situations, and I legitimately don't understand what it's like to go through certain situations that you are going through. Um, But I do know someone who does understand, and that's Jesus. He has called us to stand on him. He has called us to put him as our foundation. He has called us to walk with him. He knows you. He loves you. He cares about you, and he wants to walk this journey with you. He wants to raise you up and show you that you are more than a conqueror because of what He did for you. So I want to close by teaching you a little, um, little four-point prayer technique. This has helped me immensely over the last few years when I've gone through some tough times. This is kind of a little thing that just helps me so much. So what you do when you're praying, picture Jesus standing in front of you, right? So our imaginations are God-given tools. We are given an imagination for a purpose. God uses the, our imaginations to speak to us. This is how he speaks to us, through our imagination. He can speak to us in other ways, but primarily is through our imagination and the word. Um, so step one, picture Jesus standing in front of you and identify the issue. This is actually an easy one. Most of us do this already when we pray, Oh God, will you help me in this job situation? Will you change my boss's attitudes towards me? Will you give me a job? Will you heal this thing? we are quite good at identifying the issue but step 2 identifying the feeling now the reason this is important why it's important to identify the feeling is because god does care about our situations he does care about that stuff but he cares more about us he cares more about what's going on the inside what's going on on the inside and so identifying the feeling actually allows god inside of ourselves and allows jesus inside of us so what you can do is you can say like you know, God, I'm really struggling with this situation, this work situation, and it's making me feel anxious or maybe helpless. Identifying that feeling is very important because the next step is giving it to Jesus. So you say, Jesus, I give you this feeling of helplessness. I give you this anxiety. I give it to you. And what you do, using your imagination, or at least what I do, I hold a little box and I put, the feeling inside the box in my mind, and I hand it to Jesus, and then I let go and step back. And it's in that process of giving it to Jesus that you say, I am now not responsible for the control of this thing. I'm not responsible for sorting this thing out. Jesus is. And he died for this thing. This is what he's died for, so you partner with us. And then the last thing is to receive from Jesus. So you say to him, okay, Jesus, I've given you this feeling I've given you this feeling of helplessness, of anxiety, of whatever it might be. What do you have in return for me? And it's incredible. Um, I'm part of a prayer ministry here at City Lights. Um, Ryan's part of it as well as a few, few guys who've, who've assisted over the years. And this is a tool that we use in the prayer ministry. And the amount of times people have been completely blown away by what Jesus gives them back, it's incredible. Um, and often it'll be the thing that we need the most. I'm feeling helpless. Jesus, what do you have in return for me? And Jesus says, I give you courage, I give you strength, I give you wholeness. These kinds of things, are what you know, these are the things that Jesus speaks over us. In Galatians 5, it says, is it, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So that's my, that's my encouragement to you guys. Live in freedom, live in that freedom. Take these little tools and apply them to your life. Pray to Jesus and ask him, what is it that you have for me? What do I need, Jesus, to help me get through this season? And don't be a victim, but be a victor. Thanks.